Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today we are going to be doing my annual celebration of Earth Day. So I'd like to, uh, let's say, happy Earth Day. Yay. So as many of you know, who have been listening to the show, I'm a huge advocate for the planet. And I'm a huge environmentalist. And I'm constantly trying to get people, everyday people, just like you who listen to the show, to just do small acts every day, just little tiny things to make a big impact over time. And my guest today, I had on a couple of months ago, uh, Penelope Hayes and Carol Borgens, um, to, they're the authors of Do Unto Earth, but I really wanted to have them back onto the show to celebrate Earth Day with me because I think that um, after reading this book, uh, Carol channels uh, this divine network. Um, I don't know if it's a network or a community, a society, um, but she uh, basically channels packs and they're, they're basically telling us that we have entered the point of no return. And you know, we're, we're treating this planet as if we have another one to go to. And, uh, stay. Hey, hello. <laughs> There's no other planet like this. So, you know, I think we need to start making radical changes in our lifestyle and radical changes in the way that we, uh, live day to day and really taking our planet into, uh, the mix as far as our lifestyle goes, looking at the fact that, you know, we are producing far too much trash, our uh, carbon footprints are way too large. And if everybody participated in some act of environmentalism daily, the huge impact that we could make on the world uh, would make a big difference. Um you know, I, I started to, and I think I may have talked about this on the show. I'm not sure, but there's this new uh, documentary on Netflix called Seaspiracy. Um, yeah, I made it in 10 minutes before I was wailing and sobbing and could not finish it. So I cannot tell you intrinsically uh, the pain that I feel. I'm, I'm very clairsentient, so I feel things um, on an enormous scale. And I also think it's because I'm a Scorpio and, uh, I also have a Taurus moon, so I'm very sensory, but I feel things, uh, enormously. And when it comes to the planet, it's a very intrinsic, strong feeling, my connection to her and my love affair that I have for her. And I wish that everybody could see and experience her the way that I do. And I do think that there are some people out there that do, uh, like Penelope and Carol, who really get it. 
And so, you know, I feel like I need to utilize this platform and this podcast to be able to educate people and share, you know, little things that we can do and, and just to bring awareness that, you know, I, there have been so many articles that I've seen that global warming's a complete hoax. Okay, that may very well be true, but what we are doing to the planet, we can see very clearly. You can look at what happened last April during the pandemic when everybody was within their homes and all of a sudden, all the smog went away. Animals started to reemerge from the forest that, you know, people hadn't seen in ever since they've lived in their homes. They were starting to see deer and foxes and, you know, animals coming through uh the the downtown areas that they had never seen before because there's always too much commotion so uh, we just really don't pay attention because we're so caught up in our busy bubble to the effect of wow we're really having a big impact on our world you know and to be able to make small steps every day to be more mindful of your actions have consequences and your actions ultimately can impact in a positive way or a negative way. So being mindful of everything that you do and asking yourself that question, is this a positive change or is this a negative? Y'all know how I feel about palm oil. Mm-mm-mm. How many of you are looking at those labels when you go to the store to see if there's palm oil in it? And if there is, how many of you are putting it back on the shelf? Or are you being selfish and saying, ah, I love these cookies or I love these chips and I know they have palm oil in them, but I'm going to get them anyways. (laughs) So you have to understand that your dollar equals a vote. So consuming fast fashion, buying products that have a lot of packaging, you know, utilizing stupid plastic bags from the grocery store for your veggies, you know, and I understand we, we weren't able to use our uh, repurposed bags for a while because of the pandemic, but like here in Nashville, we can use them again. So, you know, what small steps can you make every day to make an impact? I know I'm up on my soapbox. I know I'm just like telling y'all things that you already know, right? You've been listening to the show. You know what you need to do. And if you haven't already, I highly encourage that you listen, do unto earth. Whew. There's a lot of really good information in there. And if that doesn't get your ass on fire, you know, you got to start paying attention to the things that you're doing. And I have a guest on, I do a special every year, but I also have other guests throughout the year talking about radical change and things that we can all do. I mean, think about it. If we could get 30% of the people on this planet to start making radical changes in their lifestyle to help the planet, just imagine what that difference could really make. That is positive change. And hey, if you have no idea what the hell to do, if you're brand new to my show and you've only been listening to a couple of them and you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, that's okay. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Do not feel like this is somebody else's problem. Oh my God, so many people think that. If you don't know where to start, pick up a copy of my book. You can go on over to Amazon. In fact, all proceeds for the month of April are going to the Wild uh, WWF Um I'm blanking out on the name right now. Good Lord. World Wildlife Foundation. Woo. (laughs) Uh, I'm so fired up. I'm foggy. Um, 
But I wrote that book, Easy, Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly, for each and every one of you who um, are aware of the change that you need to be make, making or, or, you know, knowing that you need to start actively uh, making those positive changes. But hell, you may have no idea where to start. What do you do? How do you do it? What does this look like? Is it an all or nothing game? I know that when I got involved in this, oh my God, I was like, okay, well, I can't do this because then that means I'm not an environmentalist. And well, I can't do that. And I can't do that. And like, I didn't, I was getting overwhelmed with what I should, could, and, and would do. And the end of the day, you have to be able to take a step back and go, you know what? I may only be able to do one or two things, but here's the thing that matters. So you can't get yourself caught up in a guilt trip of, oh, well, if I do this thing, this is bad. Hey, if you're doing two or three other things that are very good, that is forward. So that's what we want to be focusing on. Forward is forward. So anyways, uh, easy everyday habits to be more eco-friendly. It's an everyday book. I tell you my story. I tell you about my weird hippie mom who I love and adore but she's the one that planted the seed in me. And she was doing this shit back in the 70s. She was doing this stuff when it wasn't cool, when nobody else was talking about it. She was a pioneer. I always tell her, you know, you're like this trailblazer that really started this movement. She put the fire in me and, you know, I got off track, you know, in my 20s, I really went off on a, a rampage. I'm like, I'm going to get away from this weirdo. She does all this weird crap and she makes all of her own cleaners. And, you know, she makes everything from scratch like a weirdo because she doesn't want to do packaging. Who is she? Well, guess who's outpaced her by like 100 miles now? I'm the weirdo and I'm the hippie and I'm quite okay with it. But that is why I wrote that book. I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to, you know, tell y'all about my mom and how I came to be who I am today and why I do the things that I do. And it's people like me and Penelope and Carol and all of the other guests that I've had on this show that have had their own experiences and have come around and seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And if I can get more of y'all on board, I know that we can make radical positive change. And let's celebrate Earth Day. Today is an amazing day. And all of you should be getting your asses outside, hugging a tree, putting your hands and feet in the dirt, play around in the grass, pick up some bugs. I don't care what you do. Just, you know, get up in nature. I want you to get out there and really immerse yourself in it and enjoy all that she has to offer and have a love affair with her because she is absolutely beautiful and you should just be having a romantic relationship with her like none other relationship you've ever had. Sound good? Hot <laughs> damn. All right, everyone, let's dive into this show today. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us again, Amanda. Yes, so thank you. I'm just excited. I've got back onto the show uh, authors, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens. Is it Borgens or Burgens? Neither. It's Borgens. Well, I just messed that up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Do Unto Earth uh, authors. I had you on uh, last year. And while we were doing the show, I said, oh my gosh, I have to have you back for my Earth Day special. And so I'm excited to have you back. But in case 
people are listening to the show today and maybe they did not hear uh, the show that we did last year, give us just a little bit of information about um, the book and how you two came together and why you created this project, Do Unto Earth. Sure. So Do Unto Earth is a book about the environment and it's a channeled piece of work. And in this book, I ask the questions. So my background is as a journalist and I ask questions and Carol Serene Borgens is the channeler and she channels the spirit messenger packs. And it's really exciting because how we came together was, well, we'll kind of make it the short version of the story, but Carol and I had been acquainted And one day I received a communication from Carol saying that Pax, who's the spirit energy that she channels, wanted to offer support for what I was working on. And that was environmentally based through my institute. And I had a skeleton of this book, an outline of a book titled Do Unto Earth, which was meant to be my next book. And as Carol and I got started with me asking questions based on environmental concerns and, and, um, questions and the answers were coming back from PAX, we all kind of said, you know, this actually sounds like a book. And so we did check in with PAX. Is this meant to be a book? And is it in fact meant to adopt the title Do Unto Earth? And the answer came back, yes. So there it was. And it was channeled, uh, written and channeled very quickly, actually. And we now have this beautiful book full of wisdom from the spirit world on environmental solutions and healing. I'm excited because I think that um, it's nice to have like-minded souls who are as passionate about um, our planet and the things that we can do just to help our planet to become more healthy, I think is probably the best way to put it. I'm curious, you know, I always do a special Earth Day show because, you know, I always like to get people involved in in planting new seeds and, and maybe encouraging some change. But knowing what you know from PAX and having this amazing opportunity to really, I think, peek behind the curtain, you know, what message would you give or like to share with people uh, that are listening today about what you know about the planet now? I would say that we all need to do our part and it is our planet and this is our home. And a lot of people kind of go through life with a lot of the dramas that concern us on a personal and interpersonal level without necessarily thinking about the bigger picture, but the bigger picture is here now. And the message that we got very loud and clear is that we have a finite amount of time to turn things around for planet earth. And this affects us all. This isn't something abstract or far removed from our daily lives. This is now presented to us at this time in our human history. And Pax has actually indicated that the time is extremely limited. We're talking eight to 12 years before we reach a fail-safe point. And that fail-safe point is a point where there's no turning back, that it, you know things have gotten to a point of no return. So we want to turn that ship around now. And if we all do our part and all get involved and look at what interests us, you know, there's so many different aspects of environmental healing. And I would say to look at what you're passionate about and then do something about it. Yeah, I agree. And I, 
<clears throat> I brought this up in the, the show that we did last year, but I want to reiterate this because I think it's so powerful. It was one of those moments as I was reading the book and I kind of took a, uh, a push back in my chair. Like I really had an oh shit moment. And I, I, I know this, you know, this is, this is not new information for me. I've been a huge environmentalist for 12 years, but it was totally different uh, knowing that this information was channeled and it, it was no longer hyperbole, right? It was no longer this, this, you know, we're making this stuff up. Pax literally says, this is on page 365, there will be no clean air, clean water or soil within one and a half generations. So how does the earth population plan to eat, breathe and survive? This is not an idle threat. This is reality. And he says on 287, it is too often the case that people wish to follow it and be safer. It can always be someone else's idea. And if not successful, someone else can take the blame. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I really gleaned from the book is that now is the time for all of us to be stepping up to the plate and really be a leader to really uh, do our part and to ask ourselves, what can we be doing differently and stop ignoring this message of, you know, all of us weirdos. I feel like people think like we have tinfoil on our head and we're running up and down the streets going, <laughs> but the environment, the environment, you know, <laughs> nobody's listening. You know, what do we need to do to really make this stick with people so that they get their heads out of the stand and start listening so that they are inspired to get started and take action and, and, you know, what might Pax say to them? Amanda, Pax wants us to know that education of the people of Mother Earth is the place to start. People have to be told whether they take it all in, understand it, even believe it at the first go around um, is not guaranteed. But the words have to be said, people have to hear. Um, those quotes, for example, that you have just uh, um, given us. And to follow up on that, it's about personal power. People have to understand that they each have the power to make a difference. As Penelope said, to find what interests them about the environmental uh, repair needed and start doing something, making a difference without the belief in ourselves, we will wait for someone else to make the first step. We will wait for government agencies. We will wait for our neighbor, our family, somebody um, to, to have an idea and then perhaps act on it. Th that is uh, sadly leading further to our environmental demise. It's a question of education of the ability of each person to make a difference for each of us to understand that we can and then to have some guidelines to follow. Pax tells us very clearly we are to go back to our past to find our future and by that he means to to explore, to review the ways our First Nations people, our ancestors managed their earth home. There was no clear cutting or deforestation. There was no overfishing or overhunting. There was respect for the air and the soil, the forests, the water. There was respect for all life. 
This is what's missing with us today. And this, I believe, Pax intends for us to understand is part of our education going forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. And hopefully being a part of this podcast and, you know, the, the books that we're writing, hopefully, you know, it, it's starting to shift that change and make a difference. I, one of the things that, um, he states in on page 74 is those of you who can speak loudly for change. Hell yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) When people unite in a cause change happens and you know, this it's time to cease your silence and speak your truth. It is time to become a megaphone for earth and her animals and plants. Hell yeah. Let's say hot damn. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, it's hard for me to go back and to uh, think about my life before uh, thinking in this way. Literally, I I was at Whole Foods yesterday and I was buying a bunch of um, produce. And so, you know, they've got the plastic bags in there, which I refuse to use. So it's so funny because I'm that person where, and if there's any place that's going to tolerate it, it's definitely going to be Whole Foods or like a Trader Joe's or something. But I literally pick up all my produce and I just set it in the basket. And then when I get up to the conveyor belt, it's literally like one potato and then a lemon and, (laughs) you know, it's just rolling all over the conveyor belt. And I say every time I'm like, so sorry, I don't like plastic. I refuse to use it. So make it work, you know? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. But like, that's how I think all of my decisions every single day are how can I eliminate, you know, and, and not even, uh, have waste and, and what are decisions that I can make that are, are a better decision for our planet and, and help our planet become healthier. And, it's hard for me to remember what my life was like before that, because I've been like this for so long, but I am curious what, if you can even remember, cause I can't what your perceptions were about our planet and this hoorah rah of, you know, like um, we have to save the planet and, and Al Gore's big speech in 07. Like I remember watching that and kind of thinking like, Oh yeah, that's someone else's problem. And then now I I see me now and I'm like, Oh gosh, it isn't, it's my problem. I've got to fix this. And now having this information pipeline directly from PACS, like how, you know, are you able to take a step back and say, wow, here's where my total light bulb moment happened. Like what was the switch for you? I'm sure we each have our own. Mine was many years ago as a teenager. And again, it is led by individual passions and individual interests. So for me, it started with my love for animals and animals eventually extrapolate into the natural world and what we're doing to this planet. And so they can't be untied. So for me, you know, going back, I was interested in things like animals that were being abused, animals being abused in our food system. And this led to a lot of little awakenings. And the more you dig for information, the more you seek, the more you will find. And so for me, it very quickly would lead to rainforests and species extinction and all of these things. So as you said, I don't think I can remember a time when that wasn't in my soul and part of my passions. And it's just a continued journey. So I think that people have to look at 
sharing their information with other people. And what you're doing every day, Amanda, is emulating that to other people. So we do need to be the megaphone and, you know, involve other people, but also just by emulating every day, your personal choices, you know, we switched plastic in our home. We now use glass. So we use glass mason jars, different things. We have visitors come and people ask like, why are you putting your leftovers in that glass? And so it can be in these subtle ways. And it's amazing how much people will awaken to that and how they, they want to make a difference themselves, but they may not be aware. One of the things that people are definitely not aware of on a mass scale is that our clothing is also plastic. So polyester clothing is plastic. Most bed sheets now are also made out of plastic polyester. So we need to awaken to all of these things, not the things that we just think are on the surface, like the plastic water bottle, and of course the plastic bag at the grocery store, but to take it to the next level and to look at how many things in our environment in our daily lives are actually made out of plastic. There's also carpet, this is polyester, it's a derivative of a poly. And you think about the clothing. So what happens is, have you heard of microplastics in our ocean? Oh yeah. So as we wash our clothes and wash our sheets, they're giving off microplastic. And these are little tiny pieces of plastic, not even visible to the eye. It goes through the washing machine, eventually ends up in our water system and will end up in the water table in our oceans and streams. These microplastics are absolutely everywhere now in our oceans. And it's actually quite criminal. And yet all of us good people, including the environmentalists, will you know, are still using a lot of these plastics and and every day you're washing these clothes. So while it's not a straw or a bag or these one-time use plastics, it's a problem that is shedding into our environment every, every single day. But there's also something you can do about that. We switched our bed sheets to cotton. So it is a return to what makes, you know, sense, common sense, a return to old wisdom. But as much as we want to be a megaphone for the environment and a megaphone for Mother Earth, we also do need to be a megaphone for our First Nations peoples. And as Carol pointed out, Pax has told us very clearly that it is their wisdom that we need to look at. We need to consult with them. But not only are we not consulting with them, the resource management that First Nations peoples do so well they're not even able to do now on their own land. I had an interview earlier today with an elder on a reservation in one of the First Nations communities. And he was sharing with me that they don't have, they don't have wood. They have no access to anything that can burn wood to, you know, to, to burn any type of fuel at all to heat their homes. They have no access to clean water. Their water supplies are dammed off, diverted to developments, you know, housing developments further up the line, and their water has dried up. So we are absolutely ignoring the wisdom of the First Nations people, and we need to turn that around. And when we start treating them with dignity and respect, we can start hearing their wisdom. Hmm. Carol, what are your thoughts on that? Well, to agree with everything Penelope has said, and that my first aha moments came because I I live here on the west coast of Canada and forestry and fishing are our major resources. The first time I saw a hillside that had been clear cut, there were no more trees. I was horrified 
And I realized that links directly to corporate greed. There isn't the concern for the environment, <clears throat> for the resources. The concern was about income, the bottom line. Pardon me a second. <clears throat> this also applies to the fishery. <clears throat> Some bright spark somewhere in government decided many years ago that it would be okay to put water-based fish farms here on the path of the migratory wild salmon. Well, that has led to the beginning of the decimation of the wild salmon stocks in this area. And it's a part of the food chain. Um, there's a certain species of salmon here uh, that are eaten exclusively by the orcas. We have populations of, of uh, orca whales here and the, the entire food chain is suffering. I have to say that I am discouraged that our government would allow these sorts of things to happen. These, um, these inabilities to see the big picture, to clear cut means that there are no trees there to clean the air, and it's a chain reaction. Um, my, my first recognition of that led me to great disappointment. <clears throat> and we have a here on the coast, we have a great movement of activists and environmentalists that are making changes. The fish farms are now going away. Um, deforestation in these areas is no longer allowed and the old growth forests are allowed to remain as they should. They're many hundreds of years old. So we're making strides and uh, I'm feeling encouraged about that. If, if those same strides were made the world over, it would be much better. But again, each of us, we have to take an opportunity where we are with what we have to make a difference. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant way to put that. And I, I, I understand your pain. I, you know, I have such a connection to trees. I was driving down uh, a road about a month ago and they had completely cleared out all the trees just to widen the road. And oh. the pain, uh, <clears throat> just it's intrinsic in my body. I, I can't even explain. It's almost like my, um, connection to nature is so strong that, um, I had to pull over on the side of the road because I was weeping. I could feel mm -hmm. the pain of the devastation. I could feel it. And I was on my way to a client's home and I couldn't, I couldn't compose myself. I was so stricken with sadness because it was a greedy thing. We're widening the road because it's overdeveloped and they're killing nature in an ever for progress. And it just, it killed me. And it's, you know, one of the reasons that I wrote my book was uh, that the Amazon rainforest, 80% of it is gone because of palm oil. And yes. it, it's such a greedy thing. Yeah. The governments have been paid off um, and basically paid to look the other way. And when they do these slash and burns, more carbon dioxide is released into the air in one day than the entire United States in an entire year. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how people can hear these stats and, and see this information and see the devastation and the extinction rates that are going up with orangutans and tigers and elephants. And it's just like, how are people not feeling this pain? And, and, and how can you possibly look the other way? How can you not take this seriously? So knowing what you know now, you both have, you know, this major light bulb moment by learning through PACS and being able to channel this divine wisdom about, hey, dummies, you know, we need to to wake up and we need to take this seriously. And, And all of these environmentalists are, you know, they're not screaming from the mountaintops for nothing. This is quite real. For somebody that's listening today, what are some things in your opinion that people can start doing that makes them feel really good, but is, you know, really proactive in helping our planet. There's many things that people can do. And I would say that if they're not interested, they're not going to do it. So to first look at what you're interested in. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably interested in some capacity in the environment and environmental healing. So to look at, you know, where you might, you know, take up the torch in this. And that might be any number of things, just making changes within your own home and household is definitely one thing to educate yourself is another thing to know where your products come from is imperative. If you do care about the environment, you mentioned palm oil. I mean, palm oil and I know this is, yes, it is your nemesis (laughs) as I have, (laughs) have heard and read and, you know, there's palm oil is used in so many things. So we're all guilty of it when we want to be environmentalists. And then we're also uneducated at the same time. So to look at what your makeup is made out of, what your skin cream, body cream is made out of what, um, you know, where palm oil is going within the food system, how it's inserted into so many products that you're not buying palm oil, but it's in there. And there's probably government subsidies to add it in there. And that's actually the case for for quite a few things where there's some involvement and um, where the government would actually benefit from the sale of, of that product. So to really kind of just start looking at labels doing some research. There's plenty of research out there to know, you know, why it's bad. It's bad because it's clear cutting old growth forests that um, obviously it kills and displaces orangutans since 2017, over 50,000 orangutans um, have died due to palm oil deforestation. And that's just on a couple of islands, the island of Borneo and Sumatra. So it's a, it's a big problem if you love animals. It's a problem if you if you love the environment and plants. And there's things we can do about it. I love you know, all to, those things. <laughs> I know, I know. Just to look at makeup alone. So you know, ladies like makeup. Well, you know, you want to find a makeup brand that is vegan, but also go a step further because palm oil can be labeled vegan. It's not coming from whale blubber, as you know, a lot of makeup does, but it's not good for animals. So you have to dig a little deeper and I'm not going to endorse any brands here, but I do have a favorite brand and, um, you know, people can contact you, Amanda. I'm sure you have a lot of solutions and links to products that are both vegan and environmentally friendly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a huge list in my book, and I've also got lots of um, resources on the eco. If you go to my main website, the eco uh, resources page has a bunch of uh, really great links. And you know, if you really want to know what Penelope is using, then you can email me, and I'll email her, and we'll get our peoples together. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say the one brand because it's not a big deal, but I do like the Honest Company brand. That's Jessica Alba's brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of her products, there's a page on the site that tells you everything that's in it. And it lists all the different things and addresses all of the concerns. And there are products that use palm oil, but sustainable palm oil. So therefore it was grown specifically for that. Just like you can grow a bamboo forest for, for harvesting. So it wouldn't be coming from an old growth forest. So they do look after that. And if there are other brands that you know of Amanda, that you share with your audience, we'd love to hear that as well, but just a little bit of research will help people find things that we're proud to use because we, the consumer will drive all of these will make all of these problems into solutions. We really will. And, you know, they're doing all of these things, you know, they're doing, when Carol mentioned the fisheries off the coast of British Columbia and many other places. I mean, these are the ones that you see, you know, the farm raised. It's very hard to find the, you know, wild caught anything, but you have to look, you have to look at labels and that's just being a responsible human, a responsible consumer. So I think if we just decide, you know what, I'm going to be a responsible consumer the best I can. Let's go out there and put those goggles on when we're shopping in the grocery store or anywhere that we are, let's just, you know, put that in our, our vision and try to make better choices. And if you see things where things are just simply not available, start speaking up and maybe you'll latch on to that as your project and your mission and you can do something about that. I think that's really an important point. That's one of the things that I talked a lot uh, in my own book. And I say this all the time on the show is that your dollar equals a vote. So, you know, if you want to look the other way and say, oh, but I really like this brand. So, I mean, I know I should be saving the environment, but I really like it. So I'm going to buy it anyways. And your dollar equals a vote. And I think that what we just saw with the GameStop Robinhood thing, it's proof positive that when people come together for a cause, they can make shit happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very much what we can do here is that if we get enough people listening and paying attention to the fact that this is very real. I mean, we literally, there's all this information that says that coral reefs are going to be completely gone, extinct, never to be seen again by 2050 if we don't start, stop using sunscreen. I mean, there are plenty of sunscreens that are out there that don't have all the bad chemicals in them that are quite safe for the ocean and are not going to kill the coral Mm -hmm. reefs, not to mention all the plastics and all the trash that's also in the ocean. So, and it's a simple shift simple shift like so simple like it is amazing how that's just one decision like when I found out about that I I found out about uh the coral reefs gosh probably 10 years ago I just started using zinc good old basic 1960s zinc I wear it every day I look like a ghost I don't give a shit it's safe for the environment (laughs) you know actually I think you look cooler than the rest because you know it is becoming cool these days. You, you mentioned this at the top of the podcast that, you know, are we the weirdos for 
being so, you know, nature friendly and environmentally uh, minded. And, and actually, I think the shift has already happened. I personally feel that it is cool to stand up for the environment and Mother Earth. And when people see those choices in, you know, on your clothing, they see these choices in your home, you know, they start to say, hey, I want to get on board with that too. Right. And I think that's a great point. Like I uh, was at dinner with some friends the other night that um, I was talking to them. It's always palm oil. Like I had to pick a cause and it's always palm oil because it's in everything. And uh, they were like, wait, what's this thing with palm oil? And I was like, all right, y'all get ready. Cause I'm about to throw down some serious information. <laughs> and it was great because both the girls that were at dinner were texting me the next day and they were like, okay, we're going to change our laundry detergent. We're going to change yeah. this. We're not going to do this anymore. And it was a simple. Well, I won't say it was a simple conversation. It was Amanda seriously on top of the table, soapbox <laughs> preaching to them. But I felt good because two people were like, oh my God, I had no idea. Yes, of course, this is what I'm going to do. This makes perfect sense. Like, why haven't I already been doing this? Right. So I think that that's really um, the cause right now is seeing other people doing it and, and being okay with, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to walk around with zinc all, you know, my, uh, my sunscreen is 26% zinc. Like it's like toothpaste and I don't care. <laughs> and there are other products too. You know, if you don't like the look of zinc, there are other things as well that still work as sunscreen. So, you know, you can find just about anything on the internet these days. So people should be encouraged and empowered to, you know, to find that and maybe create a whole new business for yourself and a revenue stream when you figure out how to do it where, you know, it doesn't look like zinc on your nose. Well, God bless and go make a product. You know, this mm -hmm. can open up the entire project of environmental repair truly should open up a whole lot of new industries because as evolution happens and some industries you know, go away into the sunset because they're no longer relevant or helpful, other industries will open up. So we could have a whole new batch of entrepreneurs. Don't you want to be one of them? This yeah, is a time. time. There's just gaps like this every so often in our history. This is one of those gaps in which we can reinvent so many of our products. This is the time. This is the time to make that quantum leap, to be a part of that. This is the frontier and maybe the last frontier. And when you have a frontier, you have all of these amazing opportunities that weren't there before. It's this whole new thing. We are on the frontier, people. Get excited about this. Yeah, I, I like the enthusiasm. So closing thoughts, Carol, you know, having been able to work on this project and do this amazing thing with Penelope and get the, this just amazing information out there and, and really be a cause for change. What are some final thoughts that you have, um, you know, being able to uh, speak with PAX and, and have such a uh, enormous amount of wisdom coming through you? Um, what would you like to leave the audience with today? One of the favorite messages, if you will, from PAX is about self-empowerment. He wants people to understand, as I said earlier, that each person has the ability to make a difference in their own life, in their family, in their village, in their city, and even globally, if they choose to go that way. 
Now, one of the things that we haven't mentioned today, we've talked about being responsible consumers, reading labels, uh, letting our uh, vote happen with our purchase, very important. But speaking of voting, I think it's critical that we take a look at who is getting voted into government office. Mm. Who are the people who are charged with the responsibility of bringing laws to the land that would prohibit such things as the palm oil desecration? Uh, We can do that, each of us in the country that we live in that those we may not be able to control who's managing the company that sells it, but we could rise above that and perhaps put into office those people who will say yay or nay to the selling of those products when they know very well that the environment is being killed as a result. So this is all about, again, the personal power that each of us is to understand that PAX uh, wants us to be sure we know we have, each one of us within our hearts, we have the strength. We may not have grown up with it. We may presently feel like we don't have it, but we can make a difference on whatever level. And I, I suggest that we take a look around us, decide where we can have an impact and get to work with it because each of us needs to be part of the solution right now. It's the beginning of the end uh, if we don't do dramatic things regarding our environment. PAPS is a supportive entity, a supportive energy, and one that believes in each person's ability to make the difference. So for each person to go within, feel in their heart that they can make a positive change on Mother Earth today and find their way to begin. Mm. That would be the lesson. I love it. Well, the book is called Do Unto Earth. And I want to thank both of you for coming on the show today. If people are interested in learning more about you or more about the book, where do they go? Our website is paxwisdom.com. That's P-A-X wisdom.com. And from there, you'll find our books and it will also link to both of our websites. Fantastic. Well, thank you ladies for both coming on today and giving me some time. Uh, Here in Nashville, it's the afternoon. I think Carol, it might be midday for you. Uh, But I I thank you for coming on and giving me your time and, and just teaching us this divine wisdom of, you know, how we need to be proactive and take action um, to create a beautiful earth again and, and to get back to those basics. Thanks, Amanda. You're a true crusader and we appreciate you. Thank you yes, so thank much. You, Amanda. This message is so critical right now. Appreciate joining you today. Thank you, ladies. It was wonderful to talk with you. I encourage each and every one of you to go out today and hey, let's let's shoot for the rest of the year. Do something radical. Start looking at your daily activities and your overall lifestyle and where can you cut some fat, some environmental fat, whether it's plastic bags, maybe trying some homemade cleaners, maybe repurposing, reusing, recycling, whatever it looks like for you. What can you do today to make one small change that's really going to create positive change for the planet? 
I think each and every one of us who are a part of this community can absolutely do something today and the days moving forward to really make a big impact. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. We can totally do this. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about me, head on over to my website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. If you'd like to look at some courses, you can also, on my website, I've got a whole slew of fantastic feng shui classes that you can look into, look online. Um, and also we've got online booking now. So if you're interested in doing a consultation with me, you can do all that online and set up a virtual appointment. Hot damn. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. We always love to hear from you and it helps more people find us, which means more people to create radical change and, you know, elevate to that higher spiritual space. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>